You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk all about layers. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. But today we are going to talk about sandwiches and layers and lunchtime foods so I understand the confusion. So today I want to talk to you about layers of learning. And I think because we often seem to underestimate how long it can take someone to actually learn something. And especially with the wonderful world of the internet and and content creation, I think we often think that we can deliver someone a piece of content once and they will just learn it or they will just know it and embed it and sometimes you can see things once and it kind of sticks but more often than not it takes quite a lot of repetition for something to really sink in properly but it's more than just repetition it's the development of layers of learning from the basics and the fundamentals all up to the advanced and everything in between and so today we're going to talk a bit about that and if it helps with the analogy you can think of it like a sandwich it has layers. So even the military use the concept of learning in layers. They use a process called um, EDIP, which is explain, demonstrate, imitate, practice, or often just explain, demonstrate, imitate. So if they're trying to teach someone a new skill or they want someone to learn how to do something, even if it's something like firing a rifle, then they use the concept explain, demonstrate, imitate to help people learn that. First of all, they explain the concept, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and anything that's involved with that. Then they demonstrate the the doing of the skill, and then they get people to imitate exactly as they were shown. So you have to repeat the demonstration precisely. And then they move on to open practice where people have a bit more free range to learn how to do the thing. Now, while obviously that's a very structured, regimented learning style, the same kind of applies. My four-year-old goes to speech therapy at the moment, and I was talking to his therapist this morning, and we were talking about the way that he's learning sounds, and it's the same sort of layers. So she starts by teaching him sounds in isolation, so he's struggling with his sh sound, so he's learning just sh, and then he learns the sound in a word, so then he practices the word sheep for example, and then he uses the sound and the word in a phrase. So he might say, I found a sheep. So we go from just sh to sheep to I found a sheep. And all of that is that process of layering learning, starting with just the sound in isolation, moving to using it in a word, and then using to moving, uh, moving to using it in a phrase or a sentence. So it's the same concept, right? She's kind of explained what the sound is, sh, she gets him to imitate the sound, and then they use the practice of using that in just the sound, the sound in a word, and the sound inside a phrase or a practice. So we can learn a lot from these examples of how other people are teaching things, from the military EDI to the way the speech therapist is layering sounds. We can take a lot from this and implement them into our own courses and content as well. So I'm going to share with you how I would approach this in the same sort of layering technique. Now, I use a method called craft, and I'm going to take you through that now, but really for the moment, we're going to focus on just the first three letters of craft, which is C-R-A. So C is for content. And this is where you're going to teach the person the thing they need to know. So this is where you're going to tell them all about the thing. You're going to show them about the thing. You're going to explain the thing, but you need to teach the content 
here. There are obviously layers inside this, as we can see with the military EDI, but you need to explain the content clearly and show people what they need to do. R is for relevance. It's super important with adult learners that you explain why they need to learn something, not just tell them that they have to learn something. Now in the military, this is a bit different because they can say you just have to and you just have to. But for most of us, we have far more free will than that. So if I just said to you, you have to do this, most of you would go, why? Why do I have to do it that way? So it's really important to explain the relevance of something. You can do this by explaining how it might make their life easier or the benefits to them or the benefits to those around them. You can do it by explaining how it's impacted you in the past and how it's made a difference. You can do this by um, sharing testimonials and success stories of students to show how it's impacted others and why it's important. But the relevance of why they should be learned something is a really critical component of your lesson. A then is for action and now they need to take action to go away and do the thing you've taught them to do. They need to take action fast because the longer we put something off, the worse it gets. Trust me, when I look at some of the things on my to-do list, I know the longer I put them off, the worse I feel about doing them. But they need to go away and try. So you might get them to go away and just replicate the thing exactly as you've shown them. You might get them to go into a Facebook group or a community and talk about what they've learned and explain how they're going to implement it into their own lives. You might get them to do some trial runs or some test measures. There are lots of different activities you can use to help them to implement the thing they just learned but it's important that they take action straight away and they do go and implement now the last two letters of craft are f and t and these are important follow-up steps to all of that content that we just spoke about however if you're delivering an online course that doesn't have a lot of touch points you won't use these last two phases but if you've got a high touch program or something where you're really engaging your students and these are vitally important as well so f is for feedback loop some of us are overly critical and we'll go away and do something and we'll go, that's it. I'm the worst person ever. I'm never going to do this again. I'm terrible at this. Like I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And some of us are overly confident and we do something, we go, that's it. I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I've got this nailed. Often neither is true. So students will probably do okay-ish the first time they try something. They will neither be completely terrible and never need to try again, nor will they probably be an expert in their field despite their um, <laughs> their newfound success or their newfound feeling that they might be. But that's why the feedback loop is really important. When someone tries something for the first time or even for the first couple of times, having the feedback there to go, well done, well done for trying. Here's how you might improve for next time. Or, oh, I'd tweak this bit. It might work better for you to give them that feedback because otherwise they're learning in complete isolation and they will never know if the thing they have tried is good or bad. They will assume one way or the other, but they won't know. And so that feedback loop is really important. It might be direct feedback. It might be a one-on-one session. It might be a group call to try and sort of um, answer some questions and give some feedback. It might be looking at some work they've completed and giving feedback on it, but some sort of feedback loop is really important for making sure they learn T then is for tidy up. Now, there might not seem like there's a lot of tidy up in online teaching, but often there's little bits left over. So they've learned how to do something. They've gone away and tried and you give them some feedback, but often then there's bits and pieces. So maybe they need to go back and fix the thing based on the feedback. Maybe you want to go and make some edits to fix the thing based on some feedback. Maybe they need to then submit a final version of a file once they've been away and fixed things. So there's often that little bit at the end where they go, okay, let me finish this off. Let me fill in this form. Let me send in this file. Let me complete this and now I can move on to the next one. This feeling of completion is important for those little dopamine hits when we don't feel like we've succeeded in something or done something or have the ability to tick something off. It can just feel like there's a lot of work for very little reward. But when you have that sensation of going through and you're like, check, done, check, 
done. I've done that one too. You get that, those little dopamine hits of feeling like you're getting somewhere and doing something. So this tidy up phase before they push on forward into the next content is that really important thing of going, yeah, okay, I've done this one. I've submitted this thing. I've ticked that box, done, move on to the next one. And it's that feeling of completion that's really important. So those five components are craft, C-R-A-F-T. You teach the content, you teach the relevance, you get them to take action. And then ideally you'll have some kind of feedback loop and some kind of tidy up process at the end as well. Okay, time for an action step because you cannot build a course by listening to me talk about layers or sandwiches or courses, but you actually have to go away and do something. And today I want you to reflect on some of the content that you might have already built or a course you're already running if you have one, or if not plan ahead for the future. And really think about how you can embed the concept of layers, so building upon things so they get to practice, or that concept of craft, so teaching the content getting them the relevance they need, getting them to take action and really developing those processes and those skills rather than just delivering a piece of content like a video and then going, moving on to the next thing and delivering a video and moving on to the next thing. We really want to embed that learning, build those layers and get them to develop over time and give them that opportunity for safe practice. Okay. It's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.